Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, except for those seven players in the Manly Sea Eagles that decided to boycott an upcoming game because they wouldn't wear pride jumpers. Fuck those guys and anyone who looks like those guys. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hey, my name is Mr. Andy, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me. But, you know, I don't know that that, uh, you know, group of folks that you just mentioned what sport that is. And the reason I don't know is because I only watch Japanese B-League basketball. (laughs) And I really like the Dolphins. I can't wait till we get to Aichi next week. I was just about to mention we're in the Dolphins arena first the weekend. That's right. Oh my goodness! Is that that's B League shit, isn't it too? Oh, that's yeah, sad. man. Fucking B stands for bad fucking ass. That's what it stands for. It still does. Price also, well, it was uh, it's a rugby team. Uh, the seven players are religious, and on religious grounds, oh, they thought it was impressive. On. Yes. Come on. Yes. Right. It's a uh, religion secret code for we don't like gay people. So fuck those guys. And welcome everyone to a very scary <laughs> podcast called the Never Open Podcast. We do swear you should be aware of that by now, unless it's your first time listening. If it is, welcome. And there are ways you can contact us if you wish to. Uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com for written and voicey emails. Also, we're on the Tweety where you can usually interact with us during New Japan shows. Also, where the fuck are you people? It's yeah. the G1. Interact with us dicks. on the Tweety. Bunch of dicks oh, out man. there. I know you're watching it. You know, I know you're watching it and you're not tweeting at us. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, that's like to everyone who watches yeah. New Japan. Like, where are you? That's right. Uh, well, not, but, you know, it, even Ian. I know you're watching that, Ian. What are we doing here? Come that's on. That's right. He's busy making me silly uh, New Vegas inspired. <laughs> photoshops with uh, Yoshihashi and Goto and Yujiro. So, yes, there are you can interact with us on the Tweety if you're a bad enough dude. Uh, never at never open pod. I'm there at Grumpy2EB and Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. We also have a Teespring store where you can buy merch that will make you look never as fuck. So do that because uh, it looks good and we want you to look good. And also never as fuck as well. Whew, the preamble is done, Mr. Andy. Yeah. We have t- well, two nights of the G1 to cover, plus a very lovely uh, email that we got. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about that. Hell yeah. All right. So there's not really any news, which is cool. I don't mind that at all, except for maybe uh, Doki and uh, oh, L. Yeah. Linderman are going to have a match for the that, uh, G-Rex title about like three days from my 40th birthday. So if I can watch that without having to shell out a billion dollar deuce, I will watch it. It's on YouTube, man. Their shows are always on YouTube. And Uh what do you think, Luke? Is the G-Rex title a stank belt? I, 
No, it's I don't know. I don't think so. Is it? I mean, kind of. This might be know. a stank belt of Doki, has it? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I think it's the main title in in Gleet, but I don't know because half the time El Lindemann's matches are like the first or second match, and it's like. Oh second. yeah, because then like the second half of the show's got to have this like UHF kind of shit that I'm not really interested in. So yeah. UHF, that's good. UHF, VHS, DVD, whatever the fuck it's called. Don't I, you I'm know not... the Dewey <laughs> system? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, they uh, have a match that's like 3.9952, uh, whatever that is, and chewy numbers. I don't know if even if I got that right. I don't know what that means. Did you I mean, ever watch that uh, that match I sent you? It was like um, L. Lindemann... And um, Shikahiro Irie in a singles match. And it was fucking awesome. I sure did. Uh, oh. There is one match I, I didn't watch, though. It was that hour-long uh, Will Yuta Daniel Garcia match yet. Uh, I've had a lot of wrestling to watch lately, everybody. So just uh, I don't think anyone's waiting for an update on whether I've watched that match yet or not. But okay. I will at some point. But, dude, we're in our well, one of our favorite venues because we are the phantoms of Corrigan Hall. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm sorry. I'm super excited. I really like these two nights of the chair one. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. We are, of course, at Corrigan Hall for night six of the G1 Climax. I would ask Mr. Andy for any details of Corrigan, but, you know, they're always at Corrigan, so we're pretty much exhausted. Them. You can see him from where you're sitting, you know, but we do have, you know, Kevin Kelly and, um, you know, Chris Charlton on the mic. And I don't know if you remember this or noticed this, but Watto was out again to do his little preamble and he's real bad at it. And oh, my God, Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly just buried him. It just absolutely buried him right and left. And it was really funny. I remember them burying him early on the second night that we're going to cover and you're like dude they do that on the preamble i was like oh uh, i didn't see that bit because look if it's a romu if it's a romu hawk and bullshit i don't care about i'm probably going to leave the tv on and not put it on mute but if Watto's out there i've got the mute button on and i'm just like eh. who cares what Watto's saying he's, he's yeah, only funny. paid to the grandmaster of strong spirits I mean, yeah, and they're, I, you know, just Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton, they aren't going to do that when, like, you know, Suzuki's out there. So, just saying. Not, not burying they're, Suzuki and making fun of him. They're not going to do that shit when Jay White's out there, too. Stand, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We'll get to it. But we start off with Yujiro and Show versus Ryo Iwa and Yudo Nakashima. <gasps> Broken Arm Young Lion is back, baby! <laughs> yes it is look i don't have many notes for this but i do love that the young lions get to do the suzuki goon submission spot meaning they both have yajiro and show in brabs at the same time in the ring i liked that i got a little bit of kick out of that that that's a fad that's taken new japan by storm so much that even the young lions are doing it hell yeah so uh, I found that funny. And, of course, you got Broken Arm Young Lion there, and you've got Show there. What's he going to do? Oh, yeah, snake bite on uh, on Paul Udo. <laughs> yeah, his arm's broken again. That's a shame. You know, uh, Fujita was supposed to be in one of these matches tonight, but he's hurt. 
because like young lions just are breaking bones and and getting hurt right and left. So unfortunately, I mean that's too many happens. squats. Yeah, well, or too many guys beating the shit out of them, you know. Yeah. I I, I was fine. Well, Luke, next we had Ishi and Toru Yanu, the former IWGP heavyweight champions, probably ten times over, versus bad dude Tito and Jonah Hex. And um, Yona, or Yano, Yona, <laughs> Yona. It's, it's Yano and Yona <laughs> together. That's their tag team name, um, Yona Hex. Um, but Yano, he's very sorry uh, to Jonah. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, because he beat him, right? And Bad Dude wants Yano to apologize to his balls. That's what he said. And there's all kinds of heat then, on Yano. <clears throat> Ishii and then and Kevin Jonah. asked Chris on commentary sorry i did interrupt but kevin asked chris on commentary if he's ever apologized to balls before mm-hmm. and uh he had no comment so oh, yeah okay well i mean we can bury water but we can't bury ourselves i get it uh but uh you know the crowd is very vocal in this match especially whenever ishii and jonah touch because that's what we want to see and yano gets in after ishii beats up tito and yano uses the exposed turnbuckle to get the win on tito Jonah calls Yano a son of a bitch after the match. How does he know? Does he know Yano's mom? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And next we have Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanare, and Will Ospreay versus Hiroki Goto, Tamatonga, and Jado. So this one here is a preview for Hanare versus Goto. And my note here says I hope Hanare destroys him. <sighs> Kinda. Uh... Tama has an awkward landing at the start for from one move, but other than that, this move, this uh, pretty good solid match. The Goto Hinari portions promise a uh, slugfest, so yeah, looking forward to that. And it ends with an Ultima on Jado, of course, because uh, we need to put that move over. Because someone, at least one of the people in Hinari's block, is going to succumb to that move. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that beginning part. It's like they had to redo a spot, kind of like redo a dropkick yeah. spot because they were trying to run the ropes. It just quite didn't quite work. But it was funny because it still was awesome. But uh, Luke, I got some big news for you about Jeff Cobb. And uh, you know, normally I'm all Don't about Jeff Cobb. I, I'm rooting for him in every match normally. But he has a match coming up with a young man by the name of Jordan Clearwater. And here's the deal. So if Jordan Clearwater beats Jeff Cobb, then I have a win over Cobb by transitive properties. So I have, <laughs> like Jordan Clearwater has got to be Cobb. Please just kick him in the balls behind the ref's back. Come on, please do it, Golden Boy. You got this. Um, but uh, that match is not tonight. The next match is Okada, Tanahashi, and Yoshihashi versus Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, the Dangerous Techers, and Taka Michinoku, which are they are called, Luke, uh, Takataichi Mania. No, they are called Luke. Taka and the Tekas. There we go. All right, so Zack Sabre Jr., he twists Tanahashi all up, and Tanahashi, he heals out on Zack Sabre Jr.'s ribs. What a dick. It's really cool, though. And Okada and Taichi do awesome pro wrestling. Okada brings back the I'm a bitch, which is great. And Tanahashi uh, does the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. neck twist on Zack Sabre Jr. What a dick. But Yoshihashi, he hits a just a lariat on Taka Michinoku and wins. Poor Taka. That mat, that na- that lariat now has a name. I've dubbed it the Butterfly Lariat. It's, it's the, like That's, uh, awesome naming name. So butterflies, 
you know, they, they go through a metamorphosis, right? So, you know, it's like, uh, what, what do you call it? You got the, the cocoon, you know, there's gotta be, we gotta start naming his names to do with the metamorphosis of the butterfly that one day. Oh, the, the, the larval lariat. <laughs> there you go. The larval lariat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Takamichinoku, you lost to the larval lariat. It's not even a butterfly. It doesn't even have wings yet. It's in the transitional period. Oh, That's my goodness. Oh, and we finish the tag portion of this show with all the members of LIJ. Is that correct? It sure is. Versus. Mm-hmm. Well. Her. Jay White. Oh, yeah. Except for Ferrari. Is he injured? And, oh, no, he's in America. No, he's in America. Oh, thank God. Thank you very much. Shit, we'll talk Sorry. about it later. Uh, when Hiromu's not around, I'm used to him being, like, injured. <laughs> All right, he's in America. Oh, breathe, Luke, just breathe. All right, so LAJ minus Naromi versus Jay White, Bad Luck Valet, Alphantasmo, and I say Jado here, but that's not true. It's Gato. Don't know why I need to Same edit thing. that right now. <laughs> Pretty much. So I like the start of this match. Jay does push-ups, you know, showing off how fucking, like, fit and all this kind of stuff. He does some push-ups. He's like, all right, Sonata, you like these shenanigans before matches start? Why don't you do some push-ups? As soon as he does one push-up, Jay attacks him. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Jay fails to do the paradise lock. And considering that Jay is an awesome wrestler who can do so many awesome moves, I love that he, as he does the paradise lock, it looks like the most lame version of someone trying to do that paradise lock. <laughs> it's like doing it completely wrong, whereas someone does it almost right and gets it wrong. Jay's doing it completely the other way, like totally fucking it up. I find that hilarious. Sonata does get the lock on him. So uh, I find that like either half uh, half hilarious, but also half annoying because he's the champ, but I'll, I'll allow it. This match is a total blast. Like it, this one point, Gato puts Bushi in the in the purple nurple titty, titty twister and he yells at, at Bushi to... Tap out! Give up, motherfucker! It's oh, <laughs> good advice. Uh, I like that. So uh, Gato's pretty much doing an ask him for a nipple, nipple <laughs> twister. So I, nipple I cripple. Funny. Yeah. Uh, MX on Gato, of course. Did you see? Okay, so in this match, we had something happen that was kind of like, oh, I don't like this. And, uh, that was commentary just piling on about how Naito must be done. He's probably never going to win another match again. He's winning like, the tournament. I he? mean, come on. Like, guys, you can't – like, that really makes me think that he's going to win the block at least, if not the whole damn tournament. Like, yeah. of course, I think he was my prediction to win anyway because he probably was supposed to win last year or get to the finals or something. But it's just kind of like, God, don't – don't you know, let's take it easy a little bit with the piling on, man. But – uh but Luke, we've been waiting long enough, right? I mean, it's been how long? You know, how long has the G1 been going on? Quite a while well, now at this point. You know, it seems we're like on nine six, so it means it's like like this the second week of the G1. And uh, there's someone's thing that we haven't heard yet. We've been waiting. We've been eagerly anticipating the G1. Mind you, the next night Hanare has his fucking third match. I don't know how that works. But Goto Khan versus hey. Chase Owens. Uh, I have to admit though, like Chase is in 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 Chase's matches, he's stringing together some interesting looking offense. Like, all right, I'll have to give it to you. You're pulling out some some moves and some, and some strings of offense that like you don't see all the time. So 
I'll, I'll, I'll give that to him. He is competent. He is a competent yeah. pro wrestler. <clears throat> exactly. I'd still rather watch Yujiro, probably because Peter comes out. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So Great Khan uh, does his entrance, and uh, as he comes into the ring. He removes the uh, the paper thing, you know, and then boom, Chase throws powder right in his face. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really cool start. I'm like, all right. Yes. Chase, uh, just because Chase has beaten Great Khan once doesn't mean like he's going to take this guy lightly. And I absolutely appreciate that because usually you beat a guy once or twice, you're just like, eh, he's chump change. But uh, no, Chase is just like, uh, I know where I am on the card. I need to get string some wins together, goddammit. So, you know, you get those spots where Great Khan's swinging his fucking arms around and all that, all those kind of cool, funny, blind things. I would have loved it if he turned around once and just, you know, punched uh ref chumpy right in the mush but yeah i was hoping for like a you know uh like a blindfold match type thing where great Khan was like looking around the ring trying to get chase and the crowd like if the crowd could cheer they could have cheered and booed and stuff to kind of direct them towards chase but they yeah didn't really you know, like the hot and cold kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> so i do like this spot too because great Khan's vision glares machine gun mongolian chops that's great. Oh hell yes, <laughs> Mr. Akan. I know you. I know every single match you do is seemingly completely different. But if you want to do that every match, uh, I I don't mind. I like that spot. And then uh, Great Akan uses Chase like a dang basketball on the ring apron outside, just bouncing, so bouncing, cool. bouncing. He's like oh, slam dunk. He said basketball <laughs> slam dunk and like slams his head on. You know, there's a wrestler in my area called PB Smooth who's a legit like six ten. And he does that, but he hangs the guy over the top rope, and he's standing on the floor and and basically dunks the guy's head on. Now, the guy's supposed to bump into the ring, but the best guys bump out of the ring. And it's so awesome looking. Hell yeah. I would I'll, I'll also mean, like, Chase does a really cool sunset flip buckle bomb kind of thing. Then there's a TTD on Chase. What? Watto is yeah. right there. Right in front of Watto. Damn, nobody respects Watto. <laughs> then, like, Chase is on the, on standing on the ring apron on the outside, and he kind of grabs Greater Khan's arms, pulls him throat first into the ropes. I'm like, that's in, that's an interesting kind of move. He gets into the ring, C-trigger, package pile driver. I should be angry. I kind of am because Chase Owens just beat Greater Khan, and I've been waiting for a Greater Khan fucking match in G1 for over a week. But the ending's fine. It, you know, that that those those three moves, bang bang bang, they look brutal. So you know he he earned that he had to earn that win though because Greater Khan was kicking his ass after that powdering. So I thought this was a pretty solid opener. What did you think? The match is good. It's you know it's a good match. It's a Greater Khan match. I did like the outside in slingshot code breaker thing that Chase Owens hit. I mean he's busting out some cool shit, and you know Greater Khan's gonna sell it. And so, like, he does a great job. I love all of the, like, character stuff that Great Khan does in this match. It's great. Um, like, for example, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chase goes for a C-trigger, but Great Khan stops it with the claw. There we yes. go, right? I, I want to see that claw popping out all the time to stop people's finishers. It's so great. I can't believe the disrespect that Watto has to put, you know, be put through just just because he likes the color blue. I mean, what is the deal, you know? Um, but uh, it, I was sad that Great Khan lost. However, he's not winning the G1. 
you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, it's yeah. fine. Neither is Chase Owens. So that's how I, I kind of, uh, you know, uh, got that figured in my mind to deal with. So, oh, and that uh, arm yank thing. That was a Canadian arm yank throat first. It has a ropes thing, just to let everybody it's, know. It's definitely Canadian. And so now we've got uh, Chase on two, because he lost his first match, and the Great Ocon on, I don't want to say it out loud. So next, we have C-Block. <laughs> and I'm so glad that Ref Trumpy ref this match because this is Kenta versus Evil. I fucking love this match. And yes, <clears throat> it starts off with like uh, Evil, Evil and Kenta kind of feeling each other out, and they're like, "Hey, don't you try anything? Don't you try anything?" Like and all that. And so you know, Evil does something a bit shifty, and Kenta's, Kenta points to Dick Togo. He's like, "What the hell?" So Dick Togo points to Evil and fouls him. Well, then Kenta does something a little shifty, and then Tick Togo fouls him too. <laughs> Kenta, Kenta brings out a copy of his book from under the ring, hands it to Evil. Evil Evil's opens it up in a page is like, whoa! To which Chris is like, Evil doesn't read. <laughs> oh. oh, I bet he does. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> but, uh... Uh, Kenta hits Evil with that book on the outside. This match is amazing. There's so much fun shenanigans stuff. I'm going to miss some of these. There's that the usual timekeeper spot. There's a ring bell spot. Of course, there's a lights out part. Uh, and, you know, it's all fun and games. And then it gets kind of brutal for a period where they're just beating the shit out of each other to the point where they're fucking each other up with chairs on the outside. And Chumpy's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Just beat yourselves up with chairs. Whatever. I'm going to start I'm counting. Down, yeah. <laughs> and evil and, evil and uh, Kenta try to stop each other from getting back into the ring, which I find is awesome. Mm-hmm. Evil gets in first. And then I love this finish. I love it. Dick Togo from under the ring wraps his arms around Kenta's legs and Kenta gets counted out. I can't believe I'm saying this. Kenta's got zero points so far out of his two matches, but I've loved both of them. Oh, no. I know I had issues at the time with the ZSJ one, but that's fine. But this match was so much fun. I loved it. So many shenanigans. Evil's on two, Kenta on zero. What do you think? I love this. Absolutely loved it. It was so fun. And, you know, the, the ring bell spot that you mentioned is that, like, Kenta grabs the ring bell hammer and he tries to hit Evil with it, but Evil pulls the ring bell up, and you hear ding. <laughs> it's just that's you got like sound effects like that make me so happy. I love that. Um, and and it's great too because like they're right by, you know the uh, uh you know the timekeeper's table, so that leads right into the Abe getting destroyed spot. He took a tremendous bump, you know. I love that. I <laughs> I bet Abe got, loves it too because oh yeah, he's getting put over yeah. yeah. You know, he's he's getting the shit in. So and there's a couple chump bumps in this match. You know, we got, we got to do the chump bumps, of course. Kenta also at one point during a chump bump, he goes under the ring and we're like, well, we already got the book. What else is he going to get? He gets the crutch, you know, because I love the crutch as a weapon from an injured wrestler. It's the best, you know, because he's like, fuck crutches. I'm going to kill people with these things. Someone made me use this because I got injured. Now I'm going to beat the shit out of people with it. That's a great game, a great fucking uh, weapon. So I like that, you know, a lot. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the whole chair thing is the end was awesome. The fucking ending was so great. Tremendous finish. I'm sad that Kenta hasn't won any 
you know, matches. But to me, I, I feel like, you know, he's in that same kind of situation as Great Ocon, where I don't think he's going to, you know, get where he needs to go. I think he's just like, you know, uh, Kent is like a mid-carder and he's like a fantastic mid-carder. I mean, he hasn't had a title, like a, a IWGP, like heavyweight title match since the one with Naito, right? I think you're correct, yes. Yeah, which is two, three years ago. So, and you point, know, he's so. not winning the G. You know, anyone from Bullet Club is not winning the G1, not with uh, Switchblade as the champ. Right. Yeah, that, that would not make sense. So, uh, well, Luke, I'm very interested to hear what you think of this next one because, you know, as you know, I've been kind of down on Lance Archer's performances lately in New Japan. I don't really, I don't get it, you know. Um, but uh, what did you think of Tom Lawler versus Lance uh, Archer? This is an inter interesting matchup. Uh, so uh, there's a few people who've been waiting ages to see their uh, uh, G1 debuts. Uh, I think uh, it was Greater Khan, Evil, and Tom Lawler. Uh, in fact, I would have put the Kenta Evil match here but instead, but that's okay. Uh, oh, no, no. We want to jump into ref this, not uh, Red Shoes. Anyway, Lawler gets pounced really early in this match, like big time, and Archer just starts whooping his ass. I thought this was kind of like, it's solid. Uh, Tom does look tiny compared to Archer, though. Like, really tiny. Like, he looks like a, he's a junior, dude. Like, I'm sorry. He's junior sized. Like, I know Kenta, you could argue that, like, he's kind of junior sized too, but, you know, he, he can kind of, I don't know. I love Kenta. I don't, Kenta doesn't need to prove anything to me. Like, Kenta is Kenta, right? Uh, you get it. Tom, yeah, he just looks so tiny. And I'm not usually a, well, this guy's really tiny WWE kind of attitude kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just. We'll see what he looks like. Yeah. We'll wait and see what he looks like up against other wrestlers. I mean, you've seen him up against other Dude, guys. It's it He's in the giant dumb. block. He's going to look small to everyone. Right. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of dumb that the guy they decided to have come tag with him is bigger than he is. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, that was kind of dumb. Roy size you know, yeah. At the same time, whatever. But uh, he, get, he gets in some solid offense. But my favorite part, parts of this match, for me, are always kind of like seeing Archer just surviving and shutting down some of uh, the Lawler's offense. Like, uh one of them was with this uh, really gnarly release suplex, or there's this like stiff shot to the knee, or he manages to use his bulk to roll out of submissions. So I, I kind of like that. And I, I also like uh, Tom Lawler. He knows he's smaller, so he uses anything and everything. everything. Not, I don't mean weapons or anything, but, you know, all the tools, like uh, stomping on the foot, all these kind of things, just to kind of anything to get this big man off his thing and on, on the mat. So I do like that kind of stuff too, but blackout on Lawler and Archer is at two. Lala, according to my notes, not Lawler, is on zero. <clears throat> it was fine. I when, think uh, probably hated hated it, but you know, I thought it was alright. When Archer is on offense, this match is great. When he's not, eh, you know, that's kind of the issue with this match. It's like. Tom Lawler is selling. He's bumping around like a maniac. And then when it's Lance's uh, turn to do the thing that he can't do, he can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean, so he just refuses to do it. And I don't mean I don't want him like bumping across the ring for getting kicked in the face. I want him to just sell, sell like a giant guy 
would sell in these situations. Give us a fucking facial expression for the love of all the time. I tell you what, I'd I'd say you watch a Farley match. He's selling, you know, Uh, you see him just taking a moment to grab his head, shake it off. And then he's like, I'm a big dude. All right. I've shaken it off. Let's go. So, yeah. Uh, You know, it was solid. Yeah. I don't like, uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm the other thing about this match that was kind of a problem for me is not very Japanese, is it? You know what I mean? That's just what I don't know. This is just like, oh, okay, this is a G1 match that exists. Was it fine? Absolutely. Was it bad? No. No. Don't you say I said it was bad because I did it's not. It's not a bad match at all. Uh, yeah, but compared to this next match, everything sucks. So. Yeah. Well, this, this next match, like the previous match, features two Gaijins as well. This one felt very Japanesey. Mm-hmm. is is a D-block match. It's David Finley versus... I'll just leave that. Just sort of fart, chair uh, fart noise. Chair fart noise versus sharp noise. Rock hard! And uh, I don't even write juice anymore. I write, write rock hard every time. Wow. But dude, okay. take us through David Finley versus Juice Robinson. Okay, so we got an issue at the beginning of this match that had me worried. Because these two guys, we've seen what they did to each other just the other night, and we're like, oh my god, they're going to kill each other. And then they lock up. And we're like, what? And they continue to lock up. And it's like, why are you doing the lock up? Why would you? Like, that's the number one thing you can't do in wrestling when you have a blood feud, is then lock up. Like, what the fuck? Why would you lock up with someone in a bar fight? You wouldn't. You'd fuck them up, you know? And so it's, like, very unrealistic from the beginning, but it doesn't matter because this match is absolutely fantastic. Um, You know, before the match starts, Juice kills the announcer, which is funny, um, and then they lock up, like I said, and they actually wrestle. But it's very good, all right? They should be fighting, but the wrestling's really good, right? So you're just kind of like, okay, all right. Juice takes over finally, and we get shoulder work on the floor. It's fuck your arm. And he uses the guardrails, ring posts, and all that shit to beat up Finley's arm. Uh, Juice wants a count-out win. Very good, Juice. You're a bad guy. I like that. Uh, but they get back in the ring, and it's more fuck your arm, including a homie arm whip. Shout out to uh, the homie himself, a Pompano Joe. And uh, Finley comes back using his other arm. And this is when it starts to get like, okay, we're doing the thing we want to see where he's got to overcome and be a baby face and start to fuck up this guy that is his enemy. You know, the crowd is 100% behind Finley. I mean, whenever Juice is on offense, they are silent. Whenever Finley's on offense, they are losing their minds. (laughs) It's awesome. We get Fujiwara arm bars from Juice for a really, really great rope break spot. On the outside, Juice throws Finley into the guardrails and tries a, a pile driver on the exposed wood floor. But it's a backdrop from Finley instead, and he breaks the count so he can finally start actually beating up Juice. And this part rules. Uh, now back in the ring, Juice almost kills himself taking the Finley's Uranagi backbreaker thingy. <laughs> it looks so scary and great. I love that. It was fantastic. <laughs> Finley starts working Juice's hand now because... You know, Juice has the left hand of God, right? And so Juice starts doing the heel thing where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry what I did to you. And He, and he also had a broken arm in the G1 a couple of years ago. 
<laughs> right. Then he's like, he's like, you're not sorry. And he bites his hand and Jules, Juice pulls the turnbuckle pad off while he's getting his hand bit. And it's not super smooth, but it's really smart. It's a really smart spot. I poke. He sends Finley into the ring post, and that's right in the shoulder. And Juice, he he has to hit the right hand of God, not the left hand of God. <laughs> so this is pretty great. He gets a gut buster and the cannonball. There's a superplex from Juice. Finley hits a blue steel driver looking move that I guess is his finish now. I thought it was Prima Nocta. Um, and Trash he wants Panda. Yeah, Trash Panda. Okay, so Raccoon. Um, but uh, Juice, he wants a pin from this, but Juice rolls out. And then we get the left hand of God and Pulp Friction. And this is it, right? It's all over. Yeah, that's the end. You know, Juice is like, oh, my hand hurts, but I got, I got my finish. And this is just one of the best false finishes ever. I mean, the crowd, it's one, two, 2.99. And he kicks out and the crowd's like, bah! they love it. They're so on fire. Me too. Uh, Juice tries a super pulp friction. Luke, how scary would a super pulp friction be? Oh my God. I mean, are you kidding I'm glad me? He, I'm glad he went for it, but I'm also glad he didn't hit it. Kevin's yes. commentary on this is awesome because he's like, he's got to kill him. He's got to yes. kill him. That is terrifying. Uh, but, you know, Finley gets a stunner out of that, and then he hits Prima Nocta, but Juice gets his foot on the ropes. And you think it's over there, too. That's another really great false finish. Uh, Finley lariats Juice over the ropes and goes for a dive, but gets punched out of the air by Juice. And they get the old-school lean-back pile driver on the floor, which I love the old-school pile driver. Left hand of God. And he goes for rock slide? I have question mark. I don't know what that is. Um, but uh, they were saying that rock slide. I don't know what that is. But uh, Finley gets out of it, and there's a chump bump. Juice gets the belt, and he misses swinging at Finley, but he he also blocks a shot with uh, from Finley's stick. And so Finley tries Shall again, and, and then he pulls Juice up at two. He, like, hits him with a stick, gets the fucking – he's like, that's it, I'm pinning him. But he pulls him up at two, and you're like, oh, Finley, you're such an idiot. But then he hits the blue steel driver thing and just wins. And it's like fucking a Finley leaves with the belt. I love this. This match was fantastic. I like uh, you and I both at the start of this match. were like, what are they doing? Is it good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why are they beating the piss out of each other? Like juice betrayed him and stuff. Like what's going on here? <laughs> but then once, once they get out of that, like, initial period of the match and start letting the character stuff add to the match it becomes fucking awesome and it's this is a this is like a 25 minute match like and these two just absolutely crush it it was amazing like i think juice hill uh heel juice robinson i think it's working i like it uh i i really like it and uh wrestling against like uh, face David Finley like I want to see more of this Finley and I guess we are because it's the G1 he's I know he lost his first lost his first match but uh he's oh man he's crushing it as well this was just absolutely amazing uh, it was it was it was brutal it was fun there was lots of character stuff and the finish is exactly what the finish should have been because uh, Finley lost his first match. Uh, Juice won his first one. So, you know, even, even it up a bit. I don't think either man's winning the G1. That's fine. They're, they're, uh, the three, it's these two and Osprey are probably going to have a few uh, fights over this uh, United States title. I'm, I'm more okay with that. At the end of the match, I love this too, because, uh, hey, I just binge, 
beat you, Juice. No, uh, your claim to this belt? Yeah, you can fuck off. Yeah. Hey, hey, Os- hey Os- Yeah, and then he says, hey, Osprey, you want this belt? I've got it now. You come right. after me, not Juice, fin- me. And Finley's claim is just as illegitimate as Juice's, but it's made more legitimate by the fact that he beat Juice. <laughs> so it's pretty great. Well, I like that. Fucking awesome. Oh, what a good night of the G1. It was. And it was. It was very good. <clears throat> All right. So normally this is the part where we might have a strong review or we just go on to the next show. But we have pretty awesome, awesome uh, email from uh, one of our longtime listeners, uh, Jay, who went to a New Japan strong a show. I'm not sure if it's a, a show that will be, excuse me, but I'm not sure if it'll be televised or parts of it will or not, or if it was just a house show. But Jay went, she sent us notes in case this is televised uh, and anyone listening super cares about like upcoming taping spoilers Ian. for New Japan Strong. <laughs> so Ian, you know, sorry, dude. Uh, or, <laughs> but uh, Spoilers for Strong, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So it's a show called New Japan Strong, High Alert. And uh, we start off with uh, Shane Haste versus Jorel Nelson. Jorel, is these fucking parents Superman fans or something? Is that Nicolas Cage's son? Like, what, what the hell's no, going on there? His trainer was a Superman fan. Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so uh, this is apparently the first of 12 matches on the card. And hang on, hang is... on. This is what? quote. You are quoting Jay. Oh. Yeah, this everything like uh, Mr. Guy and I are about to uh, read for everyone listening right now was sent into us by Jay. Uh, so just uh, keep that in mind. And also, uh, no funny voices. This is a pretty long email, and uh, she put a lot of work into it. So I'm not going to fuck this up with like, ha, 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 bullshit. Sorry, Ricardo. Keep eating your burgers, you motherfucker. So, all right, shall I start? We have Shane Haste. This is Jorel Nelson. It's the first 12 matches on the card, and the crowd was super hot for haste from the outset. They weren't hasty by going for haste. That was me. Uh, Nelson was an arrogant heel, as you would expect. Nothing too special about this match, though. Solid opener with Nelson winning via roll-up and holding the tights. Damn you, yeah, Jorel. Each one of these uh, is uh, has a photo attached, and she was like, she said she was in the second row, but I guess the people in front of her just didn't show up or something because she's in the fucking front row, man. And that's the best place Looks to like be. It. You know, I mean, you don't want to sit behind front row if you can avoid it because then you can't see shit. And it's it's tough, especially because that, that one tall fat guy will sit right in front of you every time. Let's let's face it. There's going to be more than one tall fat guy. But um, all right. So the next match was uh, Luke's favorite. Speaking of tall fat guys. Yeah. J.R. Kratos <laughs> versus Drew Top Tier Alder. And Kratos I understand is, he's all muscle. Sorry. He is very large, very beefy boy who was unfortunately dressed in bright yellow gear, making him look like a kinky hand banana. I don't know what a hand banana is, but uh, sounds kinky. Is, is, is that a – Jay, tell me if I'm wrong, but is that a reference to Aquatine Hunger Force episode called Hand Banana? Because if that is, that, that's a pretty deep cut, and it's hilarious, and you're absolutely accurate. Alder is a regular in this area and is more of a comedy wrestler. Uh, their match was Kratos throwing him around while Alder tried to get Kratos to corpse. 
very playful and a lot of fun. Kratos, of course, won. I made the first one. It's not her. <laughs> and next we have uh, Lucky Ali versus John Skyler. Uh, I really love Lucky Ali. He has crazy high energy and has excellent facials. I know, <laughs> I know he has previously been on AEW Dark and or Elevation, but I haven't watched it. I don't watch it either. <laughs> That's funny. If it doesn't happen on Dynamite or Rampage or a pay-per-view, it's not canon for me in my brain. Uh, I did see him live at a PWX show I attended last year, which was a banger against Robbie Eagles. Nice! You've seen Robbie Eagles live too. Hell yeah, he's amazing live. Uh, this was my first time seeing John Schuyler wrestle, as far as I remember, and he was stiff as fuck. And she wrote fuck like that. Nice. Super intense and looked like he was trying to hurt Ali. It was a pretty great match with a few missteps in some of the more complicated sequences and a win by Skyla. All right. Next, we're getting into some big names here. We got Dax Harwood versus Rocky Romero. Holy and shit. Says, oh, oh, man, this match was great, as expected. Rocky got the first big pop of the night, but it wasn't anything close to what Uncle Dax received. The, fa- the place absolutely exploded when the first few notes of FTR's music started to play. Uh, the King of Sneaky Style was on point and frustrated and already exhausted Dax. Uh, I was honestly surprised at how well Dax was moving consider- around, considering he and Cash were wrestling the Briscoes less than 24 hours previously. Oh, my God. Rocky, yeah, because this took place on the 24th of uh, July. Uh, Rocky got a, a lot of offense in, but tapped to the sharpshooter. After the match, they shook hands and hugged. Oh. Man. I'm glad this was a great match and what a badass because I watched that fucking tag match. It was long, gnarly, and awesome, and they all looked banged the fuck up. So hell yeah. Next we have Hikaleo versus Big Damo. Funnily enough, my sister-in-law is married to someone named Damien, who is fucking tall as fuck, and we wow. all call him Do Damo. You remember? Do you remember Big Damo? You know who that is? Uh I can I'm looking at him right now. Who is it? He was in WWE for a real long time, and I, if at least I'm pretty sure that was the guy. He was like, um, I can't remember his fucking name. I shouldn't have cut you off just to say, hey, he was in WWE. I don't remember what his name was, but he was like, he was with <laughs> uh, Nikki, um, Nikki the superhero. Like they were together okay. in that Sanity group. I think that he was in that group. So there you go. There's some some half-assed information for you guys. That's right. Yeah. It's, you know, you're one half of the ass on the other half. Hey! Uh, and uh, that's a never open pod for you guys. We whole ass it. So Hikaleo versus Big Damo. Damn, Hikaleo is a big ass dude. It's crazy <laughs> how I understand how big 203 centimeters is, but seeing it in person is something that just blows my mind. Big Damo doesn't look so big here and truly gave up <laughs> a lot to make Hikaleo look good. This was definitely the come down match after the previous one. Good effort. <laughs> But the crowd was in need of a break. Hikaleo wins. That's funny. I saw Brutal Big Damo wrestle, wrestle Chris Hero once. So that was a thing. All right. The next match is the Heat Seekers versus Kevin Knight and the DKC. These guys are some young lions uh, moving up on the card, you know. Uh, but uh, so the Heat Seekers, all right. <clears throat> I'm familiar with them because I, I have this friend and he's like, the oldest guy of all time in pro wrestling. He had his first match in 1960. His name is uh, Les Thatcher, and he loves the Heat Seekers. He always is talking about how great they are. Like, every time I talk to him, he's like, oh, I rode with the Heat Seekers to a match, and oh, they were great. He loves them. So 
I'm familiar that those they're apparently good dudes. So Heat Seekers are a veteran tag team, uh, heel tag team. We've worked a lot of promotions like NWA, Big Time Wrestling, and Impact. And we're uh, great against the Young Lions here. Kevin Knight spent most of the time in the ring between him and the DKC. He's going to be a damn good star in a few years. Sweet. The DKC had a lot of learning to do still, has a lot of learning to do still, but he has the heart to take him far. Absolute fighting spirit. He even did his DKC, I don't remember how it goes, yells as he worked over his opponents. The heels controlled most of the match, and the Young Lions fought hard until the end. Surprisingly, the Young Lions won the match? It caught me what? off guard, and I didn't see who actually got the pin. Pretty sure it was a DKC, but I'm not confident. That's shocking. I'm sorry, Jay, but if the DKC got the pin, you would have known it. One, two, <laughs> DKC! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next is QT Marshall. After the surprise finish of the previous match, QT Marshall's music played, and the crowd booed this man hard. He strutted down the ramp, taking it all in with a smile, which just made the crowd boom harder. He grabbed the mic and tried to start his promo, but one of the ring boys accidentally cut it off. QT started with the cheap hill heat, bad-mouthing NC and the people in attendance. He next went on about how no one in Strong is able to beat him or the factory. He brings out Parker Lee, one of his own students, to fight for the benefit of the crowd. After beating him easily, QT got back on the mic and started his bullshit again. <laughs> Absolutely thought Carl Fredericks was going to appear since they were not in a feud not too long ago, but instead, Shota fucking Umino appeared on the ramp. I am not sure if his music played or not because all I heard was excited screaming and is that really Shooter all around me? You could say that the panty dropper is definitely over. In NC. <laughs> nice. QT trash talked Shooter until Shooter got in the ring. He agreed to a match with QT that will be at an upcoming show. Sorry, don't remember which one. Hey, who cares? You got to see the panty dropper. That's fucking awesome. Since that wasn't a match, do you want me to just do the match now or do you want to take the next bit? I'll take the next one. So TJP versus Mascara, Mascara Dorado, Dorado, which is a fucking tremendous wrestler. The ability to get to see him is pretty cool. I'm sorry that it wasn't uh, what she wanted. So not my favorite match of the night since I have issues with TJP as a human. Dorado looks great and really thought brought his best, but unfortunately he wears a mask. What? So TJP unmasks him and then gets the win. The crowd had a mixed reaction to the match. In the end, TJP is scum. Nice. There's a break, and uh, Taika Tori entered the ring shortly before the end of intermission. He's there for a few upcoming New Japan Strong Openweight. He's there for the upcoming New Japan Strong Openweight Championship to present the belt to whomever wins. Uh, there was also a video package set up to... Uh, Jay's not fucking this up, everyone. I am. So sorry about that. There was a video package to set up the next match that was shown on the monitors on the ramp. The audio was decent, but I was too far away to hear it all without an echo. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, yeah, next I haven't done a match. I've, I, I've been doing the go. break bits. Give me a fucking match. God damn it. Fred Rosser versus Fred Yehi. My word is Fred Yehi fucking great. Rosser was the veteran and Yehi was the upstart kid fighting to be on top. Yehi is fast, smart, and smooth. Rosser really sold well for him. 
and they had decent chemistry. Well, he dominated the match. Rossa came out with the win. Post-match, Rossa cut the quintessential babyface promo. He declared that he would be a fighting champ and asked who would be next for his open challenge. Oh, no. TJP came out <laughs> at the crowd again, had mixed reactions. He grabbed the mic from Rossa and started to declare his challenge, but he was interrupted by a probably drunk guy who yelled, Get vaccinated! And the crowd lost it. <laughs> Laughter, booze, chatter. No one listened to the promo. It was fucking glorious. I added the fucking there because it needed that emph- emphasis, I think. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Next, we had, uh, you know, the workhorseman. J.D. Drake and a- Anthony Henry versus Kushida and Ren Narita. Holy shit. I mean, like, holy shit. What a fantastic group of wrestlers here. I have... You know, I mean, Luke, I've seen, I saw J.D. Drake, like, you know, back in 2017, early 2017. Anthony Henry is, like, I've told you before, one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Anthony Henry versus uh, versus Eddie Kingston at IWA Mid-South. Fucking incredible. So, and obviously Kushida and Narita rule too. So, uh, here's what Jay has to say. She says, this match was crazy good. Drake and Henry have been teaming for a long time as the workhorsemen, and they are excellent. Kushida chants were happening throughout the match, and you could feel the vibrations of the crowd in your chest. Anthony Henry versus Kushida is something I need to see happen, and I need it yesterday. Uh, she's right, and the reason is is because they're both like shoot style wrestlers, and like, oh man, I would love to see that. I bet you that's awesome. I hope this shows up on Strong. I definitely won't watch it, but I'll say that I want to. Jay goes on to say, <laughs> <laughs> the way they wrestled was damn near flawless, and it was a pleasure to watch. JD Drake tried his best to chop Narita until he bled. Uh, Henry did the same to him, but with kicks to the back. You would have thought Red Narita was being punished for something uh, with the way they, he was being murdered in the ring. Kushida's on another level, and I was absolutely mesmerized by him the entire match. Kushida and Narita win after a really hard-fought match. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Eddie Kingston, we have Eddie Kingston versus Jake something. Uh, this is a good match, but not great. Kingston was over like Rover. But he seemed at about 80% opposed to his usual 110. Could be that there was no promo or story attached to this match that I'm aware of. But it was honestly a little lackluster. Aww. Something in Kingston was slightly out of sync. And after the previous match, it was noticeable. Kings- noticeable. Kingston wins with uh, the Urakan. I'm shocked by that. Because I've seen Jake something wrestle a million times. And like he's one of those guys that's like, oh, you know Jake something's on the cards. So you know that match will be awesome. So like and and from what I hear backstage, he's like one of those guys that's like you walk up to him and say, hey, uh, so I'm thinking we'll do like an apron spot where maybe, uh, you know, I do a little like DDT on the apron. What do you think? And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. You want me to like bump to the floor or what? Like that's how he is, apparently. <laughs> he's <laughs> apparently the coolest dude ever. So that's uh, shocking. But uh, OK, next match is Yuya, Yuomura and Christopher Daniels versus Aussie Open. Oh, my Holy gosh. Holy shit. Okay, so this is a spoiler because this is the finals for the New Japan Strong Tag Title Tournament. So spoilers, Ian. Uh, this is my favorite match of the night, uh, Jay says. Yuya and Christopher Daniels in matching gear was the most wholesome thing I've seen in a while. Yuya is adored by the American audience generally, and there is no exception here in North Carolina. Fletcher and Davis were the perfect opponents for them. They sold like their lives depended on it. The pace was great. The sequencing was really good. And the way Aussie Open moves together in the ring is quite the experience to watch. Aussie Open wins. 
and are the first strong tag champions. Tiger Hattori presents them with the belt, and Jay screamed her head off. Um, so she goes on to say her only complaint is that neither Fletcher or Davis responded when Jay declared her love for them. I hope Mark Davis is having a good day wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wouldn't have been uh, upset if it was you or Maura and Christopher Daniels who won because I love both those men. But yeah, off me sent Mozzie open and, you know, some Aussie boys being the first uh, tag champs for strong. I know I don't watch that show, but I'm glad it's them. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. And next we have a match. It's all heart. Blake Christensen versus Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado. This match was crazy. Just crazy. I'm not kidding when I say this, but the first five or six minutes of this match were just the crowd chanting, Takahashi Desperado, all heart, clap, clap, clap. ref, ref, ref. Fatal four-way. <laughs> There's like a fatal four-way chant when the three surrounded the referee. Uh, tag team wrestling, uh, Ref and Christian and Hiromu Desperado. <laughs> so many chants. <laughs> Crowd was on fire for that. Awesome. Really creative stuff there. Uh, when the match got started, you already knew shit was going to be crazy. Christian, as a last-minute replacement for Clark Connors, was the perfect person to fill in. He was all over the place, flying around with ease. Of course, Despi and Hiromu are basically extensions of one another, so they, so they knew exactly how to make Christian shine in this unexpected role. Hiromu did a really good doki bomb to the outside. Oh, my God. And that was crazy to see, like, pinch Jay Loco to Blake Christian from Despy for the win. That would have made Jay really happy, too, seeing Despy win. And Hiromu was down on the outside. Just watch this match. I hope they leave in the chance. Post-match, uh, Despy spoke English, saying that he didn't want to fly here but he loves America. <laughs> He's got to be a heel or something. something. Tells Blake Christensen that he wants him in BOSJ, yeah. in the BOSJ next year. And I agree. Cool. Yeah. You want to do the uh, the final thoughts? Yeah, let's wrap this up. So that was a fantastic email. So here we are with the final thoughts. Uh, this was uh, Jay's second wrestling event of all time. Like, oh, she's the second one she's been to as her first New Japan show. She's fortunate enough to snag second row seats with two of her friends and had such a great time. The show is at the Grady Cole Center, which has held a lot of classic wrestling events in the past. It reminded me of the Kurgan Hall shows, and it's not a huge place. Uh, some places, by the way, just ooze wrestling, you know, and you know it when you get in them. It's like you only you only can tell once that rings in there and, and the bell rings, you know. So uh, there are two tables with selected merchandise with a lot of Abushi figures for some reason. They didn't have a lot of tees, key rings, figures, uh, and towels, but she ended up getting a Desperado towel. So she's officially a mark, trademarked, uh, since I since I have now purchased licensed merchandise at a show. I cheered and booed so hard that I basically have no voice anymore, and it was worth it. If you see Mark Davis, give him my number. Eh? 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 Uh, if, we, if, uh, if we see him. We'll ensure to, we'll endeavor to do that. But if we're the phantoms of Corican Hall, Jay, I do know there's a uh, beefy Shingo Takagi that you'd probably prefer to have the number for. But that's up to you. <laughs> hey man, thank you, thank you so much, Jay. That was awesome. That's fantastic, fantastic. Really cool. I was so excited to hear about that because I just, I wish we got more emails. I mean, we're not gonna get any emails like that, but I just, I mean, I wish we had more you know, people write in about their live experiences. Cause obviously if you know anything about my past as a wrestling fan, that's like, that's my favorite thing in the world is the live experience. So like, 
it's just I love reliving that through someone else's eyes. That's very cool. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. And speaking of some awesome, awesome stuff, let's do it. Night seven, excuse me, of the G1 Climax. And uh, not long ago, my wife, uh, Charity, bought me some coffee. So I'm just going to thank you on air for that while I have a sip. Uh, not that she listens to every episode. I'm sorry, Miss Dandy. What? You mean you? Uh, my family members all listen to every single episode. They can't stop. Their ears are glued to the uh, podcast. I think uh, your family members and our family members hear enough of us fucking talking. I swear to God. <laughs> but uh, let's let <laughs> let's do it. It's uh, Yuto Nakashima and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Evil and Show. This is another change because of Rio High. Was it? No, he's on. Yeah, it's, he's on later. Vegeta. I don't know. Vegeta. Oh, Vegeta. Yeah. So Yuto wants Show again. So. All right. I like it when the young lions step up. All right, you fucked my arm up last night, but let's see how you go this time. I like seeing uh, evil irate Tanahashi, and then Tanahashi's like, you know, fuck, I'm going to irate you back. <laughs> Yuto doing uh, mid-kicks on show as well. Then a brab. That was pretty nice. But uh, cross arm bar, and Yuto taps out. Oh, of course. Yeah, his arm. Are Tanahashi broken. and evil in the same block? Yeah. I mean, They sure are. Yeah, so that was a preview match. I think these are all like preview matches, or they aren't. I don't know. Uh, next, we have Kenta, an extremely long phallus, versus Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs. So uh, it is ELP. Going, he, jo- he says he's going to join commentary soon. That's what uh, Kevin says. Tom Lawler yeah. also will be on commentary, too. Boo. Um, there's clap-offs that are really fun. Well. So there's all these clap-offs that are really fun, and there's a sudden death and a CR2 on Royce Isaacs for the win. This is a fun match. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And uh, next we have a bad dude, Tito, and Jonah versus Okan on the cob. Oh, man. <laughs> cob does this awesome front suplex on Tito and then serves him. That was It was, it was awesome. So it's one other... It was great. It was also a, a really short one, except for maybe the uh, uh, maybe the next two tag matches. Like the first three, uh, like bang, bang, bang. Let's let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, they're pretty quick. Uh, chic killer on the bad dude. Is it chic with a K or is it sheep with a P? No, uh, chic. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Assuming that comes from old school wrestling or something. So uh, anyway, yeah, that that last match, that was like power moves the match. Like everybody's doing power moves and they were fucking awesome. And Cobb was like, Cobb like ran wild doing power moves. It was great. Uh, next match is Okada, Yoshihashi, Finley, and Young Lion versus Juice Robinson. The man is Rockhard, Gato, Chase Owens, and Jay Whiteo, and this is out of control from the start. So much cussing in this match, Luke. I was offended by the cussing. Ooh. There was just so much cussing, I couldn't believe it. And there's I, fucking I did do a tweety. crowd. Yeah, sorry, I, I really did, I did do a tweety when this match was on, and it said, uh, "There's so much potty talk in this match. It's like the Never Open podcast." Yeah, and I thought somebody else wrote that tweet, and I was like, "Oh, that person's awesome." And then it turned out they didn't. They just like yeah. like the tweet. 
So I was like, oh, good. I do like that, Mr. Andy. You're like, this person's gold. Look what they wrote. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it was you. And I was like, I'm the gold, motherfucker. Yeah, and it was. Anyway. That was a good tweet. So uh, anyway, it would have been funnier if somebody else said it, but it was pretty funny that you said it. (laughs) (laughs) Juice is crushing it in this match. I love him in this match. It's so great. And then it ends with a C-trigger on Young Lion, and he gets pinned by Chase Owens. Got to get those, you know, got to warm up Chase Owens. (sighs) Oh, definitely. We just love the Owens warming. (laughs) I like the dusting. Yeah. (laughs) I do like JY getting pissed off at uh, Chase as well. That was pretty funny. So we've got uh, LIJ minus Romu versus Tucker and the Tickers with Archer. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like the start of this because uh, Archer, he just walks up and stands in the LIJ corner while they try to do their fist bump, and Naito keeps turning and looking at him. Goes for this, turns and looks at him. Goes for this, turns and looks at him. And Archer's like, come on, motherfuckers. And it's like, turns and looks at him. And they do the fist bump. And it's, it's awesome. Uh, I, I do like seeing Archer and Shingo collide. I kind of wish. Uh, and apparently it's for the first time. They've never been in a ring together, which kind of made me wish that in the G1, because I'd love to see Shingo just, uh, you know, smash him, really. Uh, <laughs> There's a cool part also where uh, Bushi goes for a Rana on Zack Sabre Jr., who just turns it into like ankle lock. That was pretty cool. And then uh, it ends with a skull end on Taka, of course. Yeah, so, like, Archer got, like, drop kicked off the ring. I think Naito, like, kicked him in the knee, and he just laid on the mat, like, on the outside for the rest of the match. And and he, according to commentary, he sold to the back. I don't believe him. I didn't see it. You know, so we I just say it, it doesn't out. happen. Uh, you know who sold in, this, in that match, Luke? It's fucking Taichi. Taichi tagged in Archer and then sold his hand after he tagged Archer. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, shit's, we, you we, know, come on. We People all, are trying for you, buddy. We all know the best selling of all time was the time where Taichi sold his balls all the way to the back while me and Harvey <laughs> laughed, laughed, laughed the whole time. That was amazing. Oh my god. Let's let's go with uh, D block action. We have Will Ospreay versus Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro comes out alone and he's sad. And I expected sad Hulk music to play. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> but Peter comes out and Peter wants a too sweet. But no, it's hugs. And suddenly Yujiro's like, now I have the will to have this match. You can't be yeah. too mad at Pimpy for pimping. Like that's his job. Actually, he's babyface now. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I like how everyone's mad at him for pimping out, and I'm like, he needs to take your pimp, dude. I'm pretty sure, like, that's his gimmick. <laughs> it's, it says <laughs> it on his, on his fucking plastic shorts. Exactly. If, if, if you fuck up, if that happens to you, that's kind of on you, man. You know? You got to stay away from the guy that has Tokyo pimps written on his plastic shorts. I would, I would say this is a pretty solid match. Yujiro gets close, but, you know, there's no way he's beating Billy Two Bells. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I do like, like, he hits a pimp juice, almost that big juice, but there's a uh, – he does it off the top rope, a hidden blade, but, mind you, Yujiro is facing him, so it's an unhidden blade or, you know, just a blade, and uh, Osprey gets four points. Yujiro with two and this match is noticeable because the House of Torture didn't come out to help this time. Hmm. Well, I mean, they were confused by the, you know, 
ongoings of what's going on between Peter and huge, huge. They didn't want to like interfere, you know, I mean, you don't want to, they could have cock blocked and they don't want to do that. Right. I mean, I think that's going on there. Pimp block. So, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> this match was awesome. I love this match. It was great. The, the, the beginning of it made it fun. And the fact that Will Ospreay is like, Oh, I'm, no one ever will, you know, bump really hard for you, buddy. I'll do it this time. And I mean, like, Yujiro hits the Olympic slam and it's like the biggest one you've ever seen. <laughs> it's really great. Shit like that was really fun. The finish was awesome. And like, I just Peter losing it on the outside when, uh, when, you know, Yujiro gets the big false finish at the end, like she loses, losing her mind was really cool. I, I don't know. I thought this was solid shit. I really enjoyed this. Like, you know, if a match is going to be, <sighs> I don't want to, I don't know. This is obviously still a very Japanese match, but I was just going to say, if it's not going to be the standard G1 match, you know, I guess it's basically what I'm saying. Like the strong style type thing. It's, you know, I'd rather it be something like this, like Kenta versus evil. That was fun. It told a cool, like goofy story, you know, and it worked out great. And this was the same thing here. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I have to have to also admit though, we've had three Yujiro G1 matches now. I've liked all three. So yeah. Man, I forgot to mention, too, not only did he hit the biggest Olympic slam you've ever seen him hit, he also hit a crazy satellite DDT. Like, it was, it looked like fucking uh, T-Top hitting the satellite, <laughs> the fucking tornado DDT. It was amazing, you know? So, I think, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll also, well, never mind. All right, so now, <laughs> he won't win. He's got, like... The United States stuff happening, but all right. So next we have A block action, Toriano and Bad Luck Fale. What do you think of uh, of this one? All right. So you know Yano is obviously the underdog here, so he's all scared and he tries to like wrestle Fale. He's like, oh, I'm gonna be strong and be be brave, and it doesn't work. Um, and Yano like decides he's gonna go outside. He sits in the aisle and he tells Fale to come get him. And Fale's like, nah. And he grabs Yano's chair and he sits in it in the ring. <laughs> and Yano's like, come on. No, my plan is you're supposed to come out here. My plan won't work if I have to go in there. <laughs> it's really funny. He almost gets counted out. There's a drop toe hold into the chair. That's like Yano's new thing. And he tries to body slam Fale. He can't. Uh, he dropped hold, holds onto the ropes. And Yano clowns on Fale and just runs away <laughs> so uh yano finally chases or what uh, Fale finally goes and chases him and yano climbs under the ring as Fale pulls him out yano scores it's yano with turnbuckle pad that was really funny uh, because I mean that is just you can't disrespect Yano any more than that to beat him up with the turnbuckle pack. That's his friend. And Fale does reverse fair play to Yano for the win. <laughs> this was a sh- really short, really fun match. I love uh, it. Like I, I do like that Fale's like, I'm not following you out. All right. So Yano gets back in the ring and just pisses Fale off to the point where he's like, All right, I'm gonna go out so I can get this motherfucker right now. Really cool match, really fun finish. I, I quite enjoyed it. It was, and 
it was it was what it needed to be. It was, it was short, it was fun, and it was a good finish. So yeah, uh, we got uh, Farley on four and Yano on two. So next Don't we you have think being yep. Yano being Yano in his own game puts you over. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it puts you over like beating Ishii in a strong style match does. In my mind, you know what I mean. I mean not the exact same, but it's in a different way. It puts you over. Yeah, it was it was really good stuff, and I I, I let you do start off with this match because I feel like I like this next match a, a little more than you. I'm not saying you didn't like it, but I think I liked it a lot more. It is C Block action with Hiroki Goto versus Aaron Hanare, and yeah, I kind of loved it. And look, I think a lot of it is because yeah, Goto's he's good. Like I know it pains you to hear me say that, but you know he's he's good in the ring. I have- I said that he's not good at wrestling. I know. I know. When did I say that? I know, I know. A, a guy that Just left a review on iTunes. When did I hate Goto? I do say I hate Goto all the yeah. time. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like what I love about this match is this is the third Aaron Hanare match, and he's continuing to really, really impress me. Like, he's cool, calm, and measured when he needs to be. Like, he's not in a rush to go from move to move to move to move to move. And he'll take his time. And then when he needs to, he'll just explode with offense. He's losing matches. He loses this one. But he's looking amazing as he does it. At one point, Goto traps one of Hanare's legs when he goes for a kick. Only for Hanare to do just to kind of, like, lift up with his other knee and just smash him in the face. Awesome stuff. I'm really liking Hanare's offense. He's got ground game. He's got strike game, and he doesn't mind. Uh, and he's, oh man, he's and he's got some a suplex game too. He's really cool. He gets really close here. Uh, a Goto does a, uh, a Shoto using the ropes, which is pretty cool as well. Really funny uh, too. Yeah, it's like, it's it, like oh, I don't, I don't need you, Yoshiashi. <laughs> This ring hey. post is as good as my tag partner. By the way, the ring post is always ready yeah. to do the move. <laughs> Look in the other fucking way. <laughs> uh, Goto wins, though, with a GTR. He gets the four points. Hanare on two. It's a really good match. And I think I love it mostly because, like, this is Hanare's first G1. I've seen his first three matches, of course. And I've loved him in all three. So, Wow. I'm I'm really happy. I'm really happy that like you know, Aaron and Aaron has been like I've got something to prove, and guess what? He's proven it. Awesome. What do you think? I wish it was more never. This is a good match, but I wish it would. It got a little never. It could have been way more never, and I think that would have made it better. But I get it. You know, you guys don't want to hit each other as hard as you can. I understand. Um, I don't either. I I just man, Hanare, why? So he's got he's got the fucking full Nelson in. They go to struggling, and he lets go, and he's like, oh, you know, he he has this the the move that's been killing everybody, the move that's been you know putting people out no matter who they are, right? And instead of just keeping that move on and winning with it, he decides he's going to let go, and then you know try the streets of rage, but it's just should just stay with the hold, man. It's just like don't like don't give go to a chance. But then again. It makes sense. A young wrestler would make that mistake. And that's what he is. So I get it. You know, the story makes sense. I just wish there was more strikes. This was not bad in any way, shape or form. And I like was really rooting for Hanari. 
Of course man. we were. So was I. <laughs> man, Kodo, come on, Kodo. You need to beat Hanari, do you? Is that what you need? With, with your, your ring post tag partner? That is so funny. I mean, like, that reminds me of when Yo and Sho, Sho and Yo first broke up. And they were, like, doing, especially Yo, I think he still does it. The He does, like, half versions of some of their, like, combo tag moves. And it's like, oh. I don't think Hinaro is going to get too many more points in the G1, mostly because he beat Tanahashi. So he's got that. (laughs) You're right. And Goto has to be a threat. I get it. Yeah. All right, man. So it is the main event. It is B-block action. It's two former never-open champions fighting against each other. It is Tomohiro Ishii versus... The good bad guy, Tama Tonga, Mr. Andy. Yeah. What do you think of Ishii versus Tama Tonga? Well, let's talk about the the good bad guy. So that that popped up on my screen, and I was like, man, I remember where that came from. So it was years ago, I think like 2018 maybe. And what happened was is that people were starting to say things like, you know, Tama Tonga is way better than Roman Reigns. You know, and I think Roman Reigns responded to that or something in social media or whatever, you know, like talking shit. And so Tom Tonga leaned into it and he started doing Roman Reigns spots in his, in his tag matches. He was doing the Superman punch. He was wanking his arm, you know, he was doing the whole deal. <laughs> and, and so at that time, Roman Reigns was doing the worst gimmick ever. It was the like, we can't commit to turning the heel. So we're just going to kind of like see what happens if you say kind of healy, maybe healy stuff. And so he'd come out and he'd say, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. And that was his like go home line. And it was awful. And like, so that's where the good bad guy came from. Then Tomatonga started calling himself the good bad guy. So I just want to throw that in. So what'd you think of the match? I'm getting there. All right, here we go. So we, uh, you know, at the beginning, we got run the ropes a little, and that's heavyweight spots galore. That's what you want. They're struggling over a suplex, but Tama ends up getting it, and the crowd's loving that. Tama's going, he's, like, flying all over the place whenever Ishii suplexes him or, you know, anything Ishii does. He's selling like a badass. It's awesome. Tama hits a drop kick after they run the ropes some more. And Ishii just like explodes with a pounce for a double down. And it's kind of early in the match. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, they build to a superplex from Ishii. He gets his own. We're doing our mirror spot here. And then a Tongan twist. And it's forearms from Tama and a drop kick. Cool reversals. And Tama Rana's out of a powerbomb attempt, which is always fun to see Ishii take a Rana. Uh, there's a DVD bomb and the Supreme flow for two. Thomas fired up, man. He rips the shirt off. He gets a, a <laughs> but uh, Ishii counters a, a gun stun with a backdrop suplex. Uh, that's awesome. Booye spot gets a kind of never, man. They're beating each other up. Ishii sells like a badass, and then he no sells a lariat and hits a huge forearm and the like folding power bomb uh, for two. And Seguri and Tama gets up first, which was kind of weird. I don't know if he just needed to be in the corner and had to kind of get up to get there, but he did. And uh, he just gets his clock clean by a huge Ishii Larry. 
It's fantastic. It's all the reversals and reverse DDT from Tama for two. More reversals as Tama hits his own sliding D on Ishii. That's against the law. And there's a big headbutt <laughs> exchange, and Ishii wins, which is kind of, what? I guess technically Ishii is in Islander as well, right? Because it's supposed to be, you know. Tama oh, hits yeah, a brain buster. That, that cliche, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So Tama, he hits a brain buster for two. And a TKO from Tama for two. And he's trying to do the J-Driller. But Ishii hits his own TKO. It's We're doing all kinds of moves we don't normally do. It's awesome. Uh, uh, Tama does the Rikishi bump and almost dies on a Lariat doing the spinning thing. It's great. Jumping Brain Buster from Ishii. And he finally wins. <laughs> this match was exactly what you wanted. It's 100 miles an hour. It's just these two guys just doing everything and all kinds of new shit that you haven't seen before necessarily. I only have one problem with this match. I wish one of them had the fucking never title on them, which set up a potential future never match. I'm sorry, everyone. I still, I'm still missing my, where's my belt? Where's my fucking belt? It's gone forever. Dude, I love this match. As you said, thousand miles an hour. I could see Sonata watching this and going, motherfuckers, what are you doing TKOs for? That's my move. I I think that was your joke. I just stole it. See, just like they stole a TKO. <laughs> mm. But oh man, this was such a fucking cool time. It's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna say this was uh, never it, it it did everything I wanted. Oh man, I love that DVD bomb so much and the Supreme Fire. Like I kind of fuck the gun stun. You're not in Bullet Club anymore. Make make yeah. that make that Supreme Flow your finisher. It's awesome. That's it shouldn't be like the like it's about as much a finisher as the made in Japan is, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. so it's, a, it's one of your secondary moves, I guess. I wish it was his finisher. It is awesome, and I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure you know New Japan can handle having two people with splash finishes. It do it to the floor, you know? That'd be awesome. What what do you call that when he does that? On is it the supreme aces high? I don't know. Who cares? Supreme yeah. deuce deuce is low. Uh, I think uh, the only thing that kind of spoiled this match for me was knowing that like, I think feel like Toma, Tam, Toma, Tama had to lose because Ishii, this is Ishii's third match and he has not got any wins so far. Other than that, the 100 miles an hour, really cool uh, counters and spots. This is just like wrestling heaven for me. I really liked it. And... Yeah, Ishii gets his first two, and Tama's also on two points. What a what a what two fantastically fun nights of the G1 climax. Thirty-two, holy shit! Yeah, that's what you want, right? I mean, that was like everything you want, and it's exciting because that was at Kurrigan, right? And so we're headed to Aichi next for the net for this weekend, um, you know, for a couple shows, and then we get a day off, and then Tuesday we have a show, and then Friday. But we're going to a couple places that I don't remember. So hopefully it's the like submarine place or it's the oh, like yeah. one of those like we we haven't been to the place that has the like crazy um like uh bleachers that are just kind of like these wood bleachers. We haven't been there yet. Um Osaka's coming up too next weekend, and then Hiroshima, dude, it's gonna be awesome, man. Oh, I like I like New Japan and the G1. In particular, <laughs> uh, I just having a quick little squeeze before we we piss off. 
there is one, two, three, four, five G1 Climax matches on this Sunday rather than the usual oh. four. So there is that. So uh, on Saturday, we're getting David Finley versus Shingo. That should be amazing. Uh, Tom Lawler versus Jonah. Okay, that's your, I guess, your strong match. Uh, we've got Sonata versus the Great Okan. That's going to be uh, a good time. And then we finish it off with like a marquee match in New Japan, in my opinion, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and that's like that's like the uh, uh, leap year uh, show or something like that. You know, it's just you got to throw that extra match on so it all works out. Yeah. So that 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 Saturday night's four. But we go to the Sunday night. We've got uh, Jeff Cobb versus Lance Archer. We've got uh, Yoshihashi versus uh, Juice Robinson. We've got uh, Switchblade Jay White versus Chase. Kazuchika Okada versus Bad Luck Fale. And then we finish it off with Tetsuya Naito versus Evil. And uh, I'm expecting Naito to win here because he's lost every other match. So, yeah, that'll make the crowd happy. And Naito beating Evil will cheer everyone the fuck up. The Tuesday show has five on it as well, so maybe we get we're getting five going forward or something like that. That's that's exciting, you know, something different. Check the Friday show real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like after after that we're gonna start having five matches and probably one less tag match. I hope. So yeah, it looks nice. Like- I okay. I approve. Yeah. You want to give me uh, you want to give me more tournament matches and tags? Uh, hook that up to my veins. I'll take it. Yes, please. Probably because they're also well, running out of combinations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how many total nights there are, but uh, you know, we're, we're what are we one 20. third through or something like that, or how how many? No, we're, uh, the we're, final we're night will be night twenty. Wow. Okay, so we're just getting started. All right. Oh, we're not even halfway through, dude. Yeah, and, that was night uh, seven. So. Yep. Awesome stuff. We'll have uh, weekend shows, and I don't know when we're called next. We'll organize that. Oh, man, I always kind of ramble on at the end because I'm like, oh, it's ending and we're finished. But, yes, uh, unless Mr. Andy has anything else to add, this G1's been awesome, so let's do it. In Gato, we trust. When did I say Gato isn't good?